One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. David Ginola. Silky winger with even silkier hair. Spurs legend play for Newcastle, Villa, Everton, PSG and the French national team for a bit. PFA Player of the Year, 1999, finished fourth in I'm a Celeb just above Ian Beale, face of L'Oreal, FIFA 97 and Kingston Technologies memory sticks and author. We paid a few quid for his autobiography, Le Magnifique, but in the words of the great man himself, is it worth it? Find out what the book club and special guest comedian Rhys James think in today's Football Book Club. My essay is titled "For Your Consideration, David Brent." <laughs> <laughs> it is quite incredible how it will go from George Graham to Newcastle, back to George Graham to how much he hates sharks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> within like a chapter. And it's like a sort of Oppenheimer soft porn vibe going on. What's the weirdest thing you did as a teenager? Seance. How did you find it? Fascinating and spooky. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each episode we read another footballer's autobiography. Less Voltaire, more Scott Sinclair. And, uh, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Love it. There we go. How <laughs> many? So is it a different one every week? Of every like? week. Yep. Every week. Yep. Okay. And you're on episode... Uh, 433 no uh, <laughs> yeah. well, that's 60 or something I think 60. once you're at Voltaire Scott Sinclair I imagine you've gone through some big hitters <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that is a, that's actually our best one for several years yeah <laughs> I, so. I liked it a lot imagine <laughs> The reaction wasn't very positive, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we've like heard some it. shockers. Yeah. We have yeah. heard some absolute shockers. Yeah, what have. was the? What? Can you remember what it was on the very first one? Because that you've surely opening strong. I think it was uh, Jane Austen, Charlie Austen. Yeah. Oh, there you Possibly. go. And, and uh, le- less, uh, less Dickens, more Dick Off. Dick Off, yeah. Oh, that was oh, first. That was good. But the thing is, yeah. Reese, once you do those two, you're then screwed. Yeah, you're then <laughs> stuck. Nothing else. Yeah. Stuck yeah. for 60 yeah. eps. Basically, don't go back and listen to the show. <laughs> um, but thank you very much, Book Club Club member Chris Brazier, for sending that over. I'm James Bug. Over the weeks, we'll be reading such classics as Stuart McCool's The Real McCool and Pepe Reina's My Autobiography, Lazy. But today, we're reading David Ginola's 2000 masterpiece, Le Magnifique. And joining me to read it are Jack Bernhardt. Hello. Natasha Frisco. Hello. And please welcome to the show, the brilliant comedian, Rhys James. Hello. Woo-hoo. Yes. <laughs> Reece. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, Reese. How are you? I'm absolutely fine, thank you. Um, you look, I'm going to 
level with you early doors. Ooh. This is without a doubt the most prep I've ever had to do for a podcast. <laughs> and I didn't do it. Okay. Oh. I did some of it. That's good I enough. got I got all the flavour I could need from the book yep. in seven chapters. This is entirely of how fun. many are there? Thirty or something? Uh, See, oh, I don't think it's only like twenty. There, there are a lot of chapters. Um, there are a lot. I of will chapters. say you picked a hefty book. Yeah. When it yeah, turned heavy. up, it's a it's a big chonker. It crushed right, my so can I ask? I, I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume. Yeah, that's why she's gone. Yeah. I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume that we were all sent the book uh-huh. um, kindly by James. Yeah. Right. We didn't. Own, none of us owned this prior. No. Sadly now, are now. all of your copies of the book signed? Whoa. No. Because what? mine is signed. Hang on. Oh, you are on the lucky ones. That's... <laughs> so is that pure check. lucky dip? I or is this, pure lucky um, dip. special we, treatment the, for a guest? I don't the know. The signed I, one I, is, very, is very rare. Yeah. I, I, oh, hang on. Best <gasps> wishes, David <laughs> Ginola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When it arrived and I, I opened it, I was like, Wow, yeah. no, I mean, the lengths you've gone to to make you welcome <laughs> on this podcast. You've gone and got it signed for me, yeah. my God. No, that's exactly what happened. That is it. That is, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank hey, you. Head there, Reece. That is... I'll never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> now, Reese, of course, people know you uh, from What the Week, like the Apollo, the Great American Joke Off, as well as your podcast, Fit and Proper, with Lloyd Griffith. I'm just mm. listing a lot of things. You've been on pretty much everything. However, also a big Spurs fan, uh, hence why you chose today's yeah. book. And thank you, because we can finally read a book that I actually care about after <laughs> five series yes. of nonsense. Not many Spurs books, I imagine. Um, yeah, but how did you find it? Because it's it's not as much of a Spurs book as you might hope as a Spurs fan, because um, as proven by the front of my book, he loves signing. He is obsessed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with moving around as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. He falls out with fucking everyone. That's yeah. true. So I was surprised by just, that. That's how you know you're like, oh, is he a journeyman or does everyone hate him? <laughs> is what he basically established from this book. It's a thin gone. line between those two things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it I didn't think you... feel very Spurs. I mean, it literally opens with, I mean, it doesn't it? I feel like the first sentence is like, I didn't want to leave Spurs. Yes, yeah. That is the, the whole opening rest of it, line. I was on yeah, the side and straight then away. It's, and then it's a character assassination of George Graham. Uh, yeah. 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 Like, just goes, I didn't want to leave Spurs. Now, here are a thousand reasons why I left Spurs. <laughs> why I left <laughs> yeah. Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you can yeah. tell it's not a Spurs book or even a football book at all because. The cover is just his face. Yeah, it is. There, there yeah. is no shirt. There is not him playing football. It is the yeah. most. It is the <laughs> most a face that has ever been on a book. I, would I agree. Say. <laughs> but if if my face looked like that, if I ever bring a book out, that is going to be the cover, I mean, right? He is look gorgeous. At his eyes. Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, He's a gorgeous. And cheek, cheekbones <laughs> as well. Well, I like they've done that thing. That's like quite a. It's a little bit of a sort of late nineties, early noughties effect of a black mm. and white picture, but his. Eyes aren't his eyes are green. The only thing are I can think, yeah, the only thing I can think of if my maze going to a Schindler's list, which I really wish it wasn't the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the red that is <laughs> incredibly one of the books that David Jindler references in this. So one, one of the books yeah. that David Jindler references yeah. in this book. Yeah, incredible. That's why he went for uh, the effect. One, here's one for next week for your intro. Uh, less Schindler's list, more Schindler's transfer list. <laughs> oh, there you go. You can use that for free. You're welcome. <laughs> It's going in. It's we, going we in. Really want to, we want to make sure we can mention Schindler's List as early as possible in every, yeah, every episode. In every bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. Um, and I, I know you, Reese. I know initially you wanted to do um, Mauricio Tarico or Stephen Carr. Sadly, no books written by them. And you also, wow. you worried mm. that Brad Friedel's book might be too cerebral when I offered it. It would be too good. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought it would be too good for the sort of idea of the podcast. Yeah, I just thought it's like he's, he always seemed like 
someone who is pretty level-headed yep. and would say kind of interesting things. I think I read a couple of reviews as well of it mm. on Amazon, not proper reviews. More prep. That were like, More prep. Very good. Yeah, just to decide. Well, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the biggest, I'm not a big reader yeah. um, that much. You know, if I get through sort of 12 books a year, I consider that a huge victory. So pretty good. I was like, ah, this is a big commitment. Do I want to read a book that's like in the football world, actually good? Therefore, in the book world, still shit. Interesting. Um, okay. Or do you want to lean into, let's read the shittest thing possible for pure comedy value? Hey, don't give too and... much away. Don't give too much <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> you never know. Maybe and, it's one um, of the good and, ones. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this one was amazing, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it is. It, you, chose, you chose the perfect book, I think, for this. You did well. It's Ginola in his pomp at the turn of the mm. millennium. Premier League icon. Shampoo ads. Sue mm. Barker was frothing over him every week on uh, Question of Sport. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was that era. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's read David Ginola's Le Magnifique. So over the show, we're going to be getting to know Reese and David. Uh, there's a quiz. Ken Zong's back with another chant. But first, let's see what Amazon's saying. Uh, the book has 4.2 stars from 26 rating, including this review. What? Mad. Mad. Wow. Are you thinking that's good 4. or bad? 4.2. That, Reese, that never happens. That, that is never a fucking happens. disgrace. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> hang on. No, what, wait, I, think, does... I think you think for different reasons. I think you're thinking this 4. for different 2 reasons. 4.2 is, is pretty high. Well, no, 4.2 no. is about right, because usually it's filled with um, fans of the, of the mm-hmm. team who mm-hmm. are like, I, I bought this for my son. He likes Tottenham. Go for it. But I was surprised because he's left ev- almost every single club he's mm. been to. He's left on bad terms. Uh, apart from so, Spurs. Spurs absolutely love him, of course. That's true. Jack, you are vastly underestimating the audience of hormonal women <laughs> who saw the amount of picture pages in this book. Yeah. It wasn't Reese who because got to change this book. It was Tash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of pictures. And by golly, they're good pictures. They are good they're, pictures. They are very good pictures. He takes a good photo. Can I just say, actually, yep. testament to how little I actually bothered to read this book. Yeah. I, I didn't even flick to the third <laughs> picture section. Oh, wow. Because I didn't get there naturally. And I'm now looking at it for the first time. What's in there? Don't look at the third one. It is not what you're expecting. The oh. third. Oh, that's the sad one. It's, 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 the, oh, it's the sad yeah, one. Right, instantly, okay, instantly, red cross at the top of the page. Okay. Yeah, that's his, okay. land, that's his landmine work. God, wait yeah. to start the episode on a downer, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Um, the Amazon review I've got uh, very much in Jack's ballpark. Um, unnamed Amazon customer wrote, he hasn't read it yet, but everything is great, thanks. That was the five-star <laughs> review. Uh, and also oh, another, guy, another guy described it as the book of the decade. The in the, <laughs> the decade, which yeah, I get, right. yeah, which I, I, you know, I've read one book the table. this decade. <laughs> yeah, cards on the table. I agree <laughs> with. Uh, but what did you think about it? What did everyone here think about it, Reese? Um, actually, just because you said turn of the millennium, I've now realised that actually this green and black design mm-hmm. must have been just really popular around then because it's also the cover of Willennium, the Will Smith oh, album. Oh, very it's good. It's the same yeah, as this, and of course. Of course yeah. The Matrix. And the Matrix, right? So green and black must have been a big thing. Three most important things the cultural zeitgeist of the year 2000. (laughs) (laughs) I believe this book was written near David Ginler. (laughs) I don't believe it was written by David Ginler. It reads, it is written... It made me so angry, but amused at the same time. But I was, you know what it made me angry is because every sentence I read, I felt like I had to write down for this podcast. Yeah. So I was just like, 
oh my god and then he says this oh my god and he says this which is effectively what the book is he's just going <laughs> and then he said this and then he said this it is like a child has been asked to write about their summer holiday yeah just stream of consciousness as fast as they can and then a professional writer has tried to turn that into a book mm-hmm. is basically what it feels like to me because some of it is like there's no way david jinla could possibly have said that in these words that this happened but there's also no way he's proofreading it. See, so I was like, this all makes perfect sense to end up being this piece of garbage. This, wow, this is really, this shows how few of these books you've read. <laughs> is it read. a positive show normally? No, 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 is no, this no, a no, positive no. show. No, 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 you've got, no, no, no. You've got it absolutely Pre- right. Pre- you, just, um, you've got just, the vibe entirely right. You've got the vibe perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've nailed the vibe, don't worry, Reese. But um, you have. Uh, I don't know if we're just jaded from having read so many I books. I think we are jaded. I read this what, book what? and I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever, not even just my favourite football book you've read on this, my favourite book ever. I feel mm. like this is what It's very entertaining, I'll give it that, yeah. but not for any of the right reasons. Yes, I, yes, yeah, I'll, I'll stand with that, yeah. I think it's weird that you should say that he didn't write a single thing of this because I, more than any other book, I could imagine David Jindler writing every single word. See, I don't think he wrote any of it down. I think he just said it because there were some things in there that you wouldn't expect anyone to write down. Like, doesn't he say, Alan Shearer is an institution, but I've got no time for him. Things like that. You you would never write that down. You're like, don't don't write that down. It is is quite incredible when you talk about the stream of consciousness, how it will go from George Graham to Newcastle Back to George Graham, to him being a child, to how much he lo- hates sharks. <laughs> that just like yeah. within, within like a chapter, usually it is a, it it, it does it, it really turns very erratically all the time. Uh, yeah, and what about the weird tangent about lawyers and paedophiles? Oh, oh my god, god. the oh mad god. tangent out of nowhere. That is about, one of my like, favorite things. Where he's just <laughs> he's, like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's anti, by the way. He's also anti landmines so... as well. Just in case anyone from when we were talking about Red Cross earlier <laughs> yeah. was worrying that he is uh, he's anti landmines and anti George Graham. Very anti George Graham. Not even in that order. It's incredible. Yeah, it, no. it is. I feel like what I the way I can describe this book is if you tried to imagine David Jindler writing a book, I feel like this is it. Does that make sense? I feel mm-hmm. like this is the most like I I suppose as an Arsenal fan. I can. Ooh. I see him as being incredibly arrogant and incredibly like, like uh, showboatiness, and also not caring what other people think. There's a bit where he he's talking about a training session he's doing when he's at Spurs and he's being forced out, and like it says, it's someone else is taking. He says, "I I took the training session. Uh, uh, Stuart Houston took the training session, and I was looking at him with a smile on my face. Why are you smiling?" He asked. Because you are so pathetic. I replied. <laughs> it is yeah. unbelievable how you are treating me, and it makes me laugh. As soon as that I read that, I was like, David Jindler wrote every single word. In this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it just it perfectly aligned to exactly how I imagine he speaks and thinks all the time. I, I loved it. I, I loved ki- it. I kind of agree because it kind of, you know, he was very, very glamorous. You know, there's pictures mm. of him hanging out with Kate Moss and stuff. But he also did like NAF adverts for Stances Airport Customs with Gary Lineker. Oh and oh my God, when he stars in their more. eyes. He straddles these things perfectly. Hang on. We need to go back to that advert because I, David Janilla was not in my cultural sphere as a nine-year-old or however old. I, I don't, that, all that I knew was he was the L'Oreal man. That's yeah. all he was to me. Yeah. Sure. And I remember that advert where, and I was like, why is Gary Lineker giving all of his crisps to the shampoo man? Do you remember what they do in the advert? <laughs> they have Vaguely. two suitcases and they get swapped at the airport. Yeah. So Gary Lineker opens mm-hmm. his and it has mm-hmm. shampoo in it. Yeah. 
I that is the only thing about this book that I remembered. So the you, only that's thing. incredible. So you thought David Ginola, uh was a man famous? <laughs> I thought for he was the David shampoo. Gandhi of like the nineties. Yeah. 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 So effectively, what you thought that advert was was like, oh, imagine if the Sillet Bang guy and the Mister Sheen guy got their, <laughs> exactly. got their suitcases confused. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only way it could have got better for me is if like Freddie Lumberg had one full of Calvin Klein's and then they yes. that, and then I would have understood. Yeah. So that yeah. would have made more. Well, sense. Wait, you knew Freddie Lumberg was a footballer, but you didn't know who Ginola was. There's there's you... a reason for that, James. There's a reason. <laughs> God, yeah, again, again, think, I will think, go... about it, think about it logically, James. Think about I, it logically. I will go. I will admit, I'm going to this extremely biased. Uh, I assumed Reese would be more biased towards it as well, uh, but clearly Reese is just far more level-headed than I am. I, I can tell immediately. I just uh, well, actually, for some context, my main memory as a sort of I would have been. When did he leave Spurs? 1999, 2002, apparently. 2000. Yeah, maybe 2000, 2001. Yeah, about that kind of time, yeah. So I was, yeah, I was nine. Yeah. And I, my main memory was not really understanding what any of it meant, that he was leaving, yep. and then threatening to burn the David Gidler away <laughs> shirt that I had wow. to my parents. Oh, so like, wow. I was very heartbroken by the man. And yeah. I think that's probably still within me somewhere. That's interesting. This is, fair. Um, Th- this, is why, the, this is why I'm surprised that it got such a high rating, because I can't imagine. I'm surprised that Spurs fans are so okay with him. Well, he, he didn't really do anything be... wrong. He was kind of forced out the club a little bit. It wasn't him who did it. Now I've heard his story. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I do think now he's a little unhinged. Now you've heard uh, a third of his story. You take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's just... Uh, <laughs> um, Reese. there was also a um, comparison you made that uh, I know that you wanted to talk about between Davidinola and someone else of that era. Yes, my essay is titled, For Your Consideration, David Brent. <laughs> Now, one of the problems with this, right, and one of the reasons this came to my mind the whole time I was reading it, is that when I see his name written down, my brain reads it as David. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't read it as uh, David Ginola. It reads it as David. So when he's saying, um, "David, you're brilliant," in it, I'm reading it so in Ricky Gervais's voice. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many examples. I mean, it's there. It's and this is just from seven chapters. Yeah. So the first seven (laughs) chapters. So, for example, the fact that chapter one opens with him saying that he never wanted to leave Spurs and then he slags off George Graham with a full character assassination is Neil and the Swindon lot ruining it for the Slough lads. <laughs> okay? That's all. It, that's what that is immediately. It immediately, as we've already alluded to, goes into him saying, like, I thought I was supposed to have a relaxing summer and it was ruined by the transfer saga that unfolded. And he said... You know, I just finished doing some work for the Red Cross and then I was on holiday in a luxury villa. And I was like, maybe it's maybe a comma between those two concepts, at least. It seems to be immediately next to that is so Brent. Uh, it's like, well, I've done my bit and now yeah. I'm off in a five star, very expensive hotel. Um, chapter two, he goes on about how he loved Kevin Keegan at Newcastle, but didn't like Kenny Dalgleish. Nope. Suggests that Kenny Dalgleish only wanted to play English players and didn't like foreigners, um, <laughs> which is basically him going, oh, bit racist, yeah. <laughs> a la David Brent. Uh, he tells one of the, my favourite stories I've ever read in like prose, which is he talks about a boat he hired with two Lamborghini engines, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how he, ex- he extended his rental of it. So he's already talking about an extended rental. So there's a bit of partridge in there as well. Oh, there's so much um, partridge in there. Yeah, there is. He extended the rental of it to meet Alan Sugar on Alan Sugar's yacht. And he says that it would have taken an hour and a half to get to him in the car. But with the boat, 
They did it in, drum roll please, 56 minutes. It's got to be a bigger gap than that if you're going to put it in the book. It has to be a, it's barely, like just just not much traffic and you get there probably in 56 minutes. It is an insane thing to reference. And it is, if you you can imagine both Partridge and Brent saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a cool 56 minutes. There is something, I don't know how, what you're like with just like reading out passages on this Love podcast. It. Do it. But um, there is a, such an insane thing that happens in uh, chapter three, I think, which is something that uh, two elderly Geordie people supposedly said oh to him. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most insane. I My jaw was on the fucking I, floor. I right? totally agree. I, I, I actually, I texted James about this to be like, we have, this is, this is, yeah, this yeah. is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so here we go. Some Newcastle fans who read this will say, I never loved the Northeast. Oh, all right. <laughs> will they? <laughs> That's not true, but it was difficult for me to adapt because I'm from the south of France. During that season, after I made it known I wanted to leave, I had a couple of elderly fans come up to me at the training ground one day. And now this is all quotes. David, we understand you. Right. Have you ever met a Geordie? Anyone? Have you ever met a Geordie? They would not, they would not start a sentence with, we understand you. Agreed. No way. Anyway, Agreed. David, sorry, we understand you. We went to the south of France for a week and visited your hometown, so we know what you're all about. We give you a lot of credit for coming to live in the northeast because we saw where you were born and where you have your roots. And it must be so hard to stay here all year long with your family, thinking of where you really belong. We love the northeast because this is our homeland, but we want you to know we understand you. I already know that because you said it to me. You said hello. We cannot criticize you when you say you cannot live here. And we don't find it offensive. <laughs> we know it is just because you don't belong to this part of the world. You've stayed here for a year and given us your best. And we are very proud of you for this. We understand if you have a problem with the manager and you want to go. Because on top of your football, you have a life of your own. And we know it is tough for you. Right. That uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. He just yeah. listened yeah. to that from yeah. two just elderly Geordie so people. Me. He just stood there. He is like, that's what I mean by written by someone else is that it feels like he has said, oh yeah, once these, these Newcastle fans came up to me and like, they seem to get it. And then this writer, Neil Silver (laughs) has just gone, right. I'm just going to write everything he wanted to hear. It's literally just a list of things he wanted to be told. I, 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 I have a lot of respect for you. I think David Journalist said, Neil, listen to me. This is exactly yes, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly the exact words. Inexplicably, yeah. I'm going to tell you something that I remember that happened. Davy was sitting there with ago. a notepad yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. Word, word, for that? Word. word for word. It reminds me of the, there's a bit, in fact, it is Partridge, where like someone stops. It's it, it, uh, Chris Morris walks out of an interview with Partridge, and so he goes. And will you accept that that uh, that everything I've just said now is true? Did you accept that? Yes. Just say nothing if you accept everything I've just said is right. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically that bit where it is, like, that. It is a fictional Geordie there, like saying, "Don't worry, David. We forgive you for everything you did." Yeah, surely never. This person never existed. No, surely, of course, surely, surely not. And he's no. claiming it's two people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah which one spoke? The, or they the, the, the same ghost time? of Geordie Park. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Um, he says, just to carry on. Sorry, I'll carry on with the David Brent thing because there actually is quite a lot of evidence here in front of me. <laughs> That's just one example. Chapter three, he goes on to say, when I won PFA Player of the Year and got a three-minute standing ovation, I realized all my hard work had been worth it. <laughs> and that is so reminded me of the David Brent quote, I'm not doing this for an Esther Ranson heart of gold. 
But if Esther's handed out awards, then do it for charity work. Five fun runs in two years. It is so similar in tone to, look, I'm not doing it to be thanked. So people go, oh, David, thanks. I'm doing it. So in a few years time, someone goes, there goes David Brent. I must remember to thank him. That is essentially what he's just said. Yeah, it wasn't until I got the PFA. Like normally people will say things like, I've sort of realized it wasn't about the accolades and the awards. It was about what was inside that counts and, you know, that I was proud of myself. And he has said in the tone of that sentence, it wasn't until I got my PFA <laughs> award and a three minute standing ovation from all of my peers that I realized actually maybe this had been worth it. <laughs> so you are fully reliant on how it goes. Um, he says that it's all about the fans. Um, you must respect and take time for the fans. Then says some fans don't res- deserve respect and are scum, but you still have to respect them. Um, he is, that still suggests- new- is this still in Newcastle at this point? Yeah. Or just in general. Yeah, yeah. Fans this well. is all in this. This is in the same chapter. This is in the same chapter. This is a dense chapter. <laughs> There's a quote, maybe my favorite quote of the book. book um, the, well, not my favorite, but it's the most David Brent quote of the book. Most people think I'm really arrogant. So it's always a big surprise when they meet me to find that I'm very down to earth. <laughs> they, end up, they end up walking away saying, isn't that David Ginola a lovely person? <laughs> Yet another quote that has never happened. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, yeah. I think we're going to get into this shortly. There's a story he tells about a crowd booing him and how he won them over. Oh my God. Um, so I'm, sh- well. I'm sure we'll get into it. It is absolutely the most insane thing uh, where he sort of says. Oh, in France. Yeah, he yeah. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's playing some game in France and he gets booed all game, which mm-hmm. he got a lot because typically because of diving and stuff like that. Then he says that as he's leaving to get on the bus to go home. Well, the fans are outside, like jeering at him as he's getting on the bus. And he says, wait there to the bus driver. Stay there. It's the whole team as well, by the way. Goes over to them and says, like, why do you boo me or whatever? Come with me. Let's have it out. And then he takes them to a bar to, have a, to buy them all a drink and has a conversation with them. Kind of tells his story, like gives them his side of the story. Basically, I guess, laying out all the things that the Geordie couple will say to him in the future. <laughs> yeah. um, and he sort of like, and they all go. And he claims that after buying them pints and asking why they boo him, they say, the truth is, David, we boo you because you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> and then claims that he left to get back on a team bus that's, by the way, just been waiting yeah, there with everyone like else for two, two or three hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. And he leaves to them all chanting his name. <laughs> it's it's... The most, it is the most insane story. And it's just it's such so a, it's funny. a David Brent talking head. 100%. Yeah. That... Um, he says that he presented a thing on Monet. And spent the whole time oh, yeah. telling, bear in mind, this is an audience of people there to see Monet stuff. Says that he told them about what all the colours in the paintings meant that Monet's mood were <laughs> when he was painting them. Uh, he says the quote, everyone must be treated like a human being, not just a piece of meat which you squeeze until there is no more juice. <laughs> I mean, all of that's, it. That's quite philosophical, actually. It uh, is, yeah, yeah, but it's the sort of, yeah. And it's, then it's, but you it's can a imagine Lyman, isn't it? saying, It's a death of salesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, David Brent doesn't have kids, obviously, but if he did have kids, I imagine his stories would be like the one Ginola tells about how kids, his kids are by far the most important thing to him. Um, everything he does is for his kids. He makes that very clear. And then the next paragraph is how he missed the birth of his yeah. firstborn child because he was in the Mexican village at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the Mexican village that makes it Why so much so funnier funny? as well. The Mexican yeah. village. Yeah. And also, he, he, he says like he gets a phone call saying like, oh, um, your wife's gone to labor. And he says, no, no, no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, David, you do not, under- one of many footballers <laughs> right. who do not understand 
yeah. pregnancy. He's wearing, hold the bus, hold the bus. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the Mexican village. He's wearing a giant sombrero. He's like, hold on, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's all absolutely insane. I mean, yeah, it's all absolutely insane. Um, chapter six. He, I mean, it's mostly about shagging chapter six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's one of the weirdest bits <laughs> of literature of all time. I love chapter six so much. I'm going to talk about chapter six for a long okay, time. Okay, good. Well, I'll just share one <laughs> quote from it then, which is, even though I am a celebrity, my parents don't feel as though they've lost their son. <laughs> <laughs> that often happens with celebrities, yeah. of course. You just, yeah. they're, they're just gone to the world. They're just gone. Yeah. They're gone to the fame. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's my argument. Effectively, I'm sure throughout the rest of the book, there's more evidence for him being David Brent. Yeah, yeah, he's incredibly humble. The rest of the book, incredibly humble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he turns it around. Yeah, he turns turns right the end. There, there's a bit actually where I was reading it, thinking this is a direct quote from The Office, legitimately. That that was a because I I went to find it. He says that he like stood up for all his players to make sure they got paid when they were when one of when the club went into I think it was Racing Mantra, was it? I can't remember the, the oh the Racing Paris. Paris. Racing Parry, yeah, yeah. It, it went into like uh, got dissolved. One of the people there, do you remember this bit from the office when he says like, um, it, it doesn't matter about all the um, the accolades or anything like that. It just what it matters is there's a um, it, we had a, a, a Greek guy saying David Brent, I oh, named yeah, my yeah. son after you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to let him go though. He was rubbish. Yeah, 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 rubbish. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a bit <laughs> yeah, where, he, yeah. where he says sometime after this saga, I received a letter from a player named Erwan Manak, who had been the centre back in our team. Uh, he wanted to thank me for all I'd done for him. He was newly married with a baby and felt that he wouldn't have survived without my help. He would always be grateful to me. That is the bit from the office. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, one hundred yeah. the bit from the office. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the evidence it just keeps coming. Yeah, you have found something. It, You're definitely on something here. He also is very good at self promo, um, which obviously we know anyway. With Gillian Lee, he was everywhere throughout the nineties. Yeah. But he, um, mm. he even is the second footballer we've had Reese to put a hyperlink in their book to their own yes. website yeah um did you go yeah. to the website because i did i did but you can say Tash, is... what's there it says default homepage. yeah thank you Ooh. for visiting it's being revised and is under construction please return again later i, I was gutted i was like if it's not later. finished now when the hell is it gonna be finished <laughs> <laughs> sorry but if they didn't relaunch it when he went on i'm a celebrity yeah what are they waiting yeah, for exactly what neck what's next in the pipeline oh, imagine know. his seo ranking would have rocketed after yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. searching what is it genela 14.com genela 14 yeah because he announced his transfer on his own website yeah, that was the that was the new. That's how he did the news of it. That's oh, what he said. Why he puts yeah. the hyperlink and he said in like it. He says, like it was great. I was be able to control my own my own press, and I was like, oh, that sounds. Yeah. I can. That he press suggests release. it's the way the future is going to be. He Wait. says in in future everyone will do this. He's mm-hmm. sort of right in a way. Yeah, social Instagram media. and stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they right. announced their own transfer though. No, I I think Declan Rice pretty much in the end got so bored with the, the yeah, saga he, he was like, like, ah, fuck it, I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> and Zaha's <laughs> kind of done the same as well with Galatasaray. It's yeah, great, but you're, you're right. It's, you're right. That is true. Thing. And it's much more easy. At least Genela14.com is easier to type in than the YouTube Earl that um. Oh, URL that yeah. uh, Chris Kamara posted for one of his favourite goals in his book. <laughs> you had to painstakingly <laughs> type out the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> HTTP. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> God. Um, well, he also is a bit of an oracle in another way, uh, Jinla, because he does predict VAR. Yes. Mm. Yeah. He I suggests like VAR. Then he say that I don't dive, I'm fast, and I twist and I turn. And sometimes uh, he says that Spurs never get pens. And refs are biased against Spurs. Completely agree, um, and says that he would be in favour of, of an official that stands watching replays mm. and telling refs what they did wrong. 
This is long before VAR. He also predates The Office, by the way, which is why I claim that he invented David Brent. I believe this book was first. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It would have so been, he's yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. so he's invented social media, mm-hmm. VAR, and The Office. And the Super League. He does the Super League as well at one point. He does. does he do the Super League? And I didn't he, get to that. Bit. And he also predicts um, which barnyard animals are going to be in his house when he gets older. <laughs> at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Right at the end. That one's much more in his control, to be fair. I don't know if it counts as a prediction. (laughs) Yeah, I think think it does. Jack, you've been um, wanting to talk about chapter six. Come on, let's, let's hear it. I mean, so you're right. We've talked a bit about how this book sort of like veers from... It, it veers from like starts with Tottenham, then it goes to Newcastle, then it goes to Paris, and then it goes to his childhood where he talks for so long, for so long, about his sexual exploits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and so quickly so quickly does he dive into it it is kind of I, I i don't think i've never sort of imagined while reading a footballer's or like sort of thinking about reading a football's autobiography i'm like i really wonder i really wonder what david the david journal is like is like childhood growing up like uh what it was like growing up in france i didn't really imagine i'd have to imagine a moment where david Ginola is trying to have sex as a like a 16 year old and explains to me that he couldn't do it because he uh had erectile dysfunction on a beach (laughs) like that was definitely the moment where i read this book and i was like what am i doing with my life what is (laughs) what is happening right now this is is one of the most bizarre moments we've ever had in a book i don't know about you reese but that is exactly what i was here for i was uh, that's (laughs) pretty much the only reason why i opened the book in the hope that i would hear about Uh, look all i'm saying is you're not getting that in brad friedel's book definitely not okay no no way no yeah, he's. He, he, imagine making love to Brad Friedel. Be very calculated, very, exactly. very orderly. Yeah, Measured, never once yeah. would he go out the box. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> lovely stuff. Very true. I don't really, I don't fully remember the um, moment you're talking about, but looking at my notes from chapter six from when I read this a while ago, I have a note here that says. Uh, fails to lose virginity because he was too cold and his dick shrunk. Yes. <laughs> That's the chapter title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We said we went skinny dipping in the sea and it was like the scene from the a film From Here to Eternity with us rolling on the beach and the waves crashing around us. But I was so cold that when it came to, uh, when it came to trying to make love to her, I couldn't manage it. I was a total flop, if you know what I mean. <laughs> we know what you mean. Yeah, we, <laughs> not being subtle. Yeah. Not being subtle. Talking, just on the From Here to Eternity thing, he's very, um, whatever the film version of well read is he's watched a lot of films yeah. he's, he's, he's the opposite he's of michael films. owen i would argue he doesn't understand many films Agreed. but uh, yeah. we yeah. can talk about that yeah. later. <laughs> because he wants to um be an actor doesn't he he says yeah, he that does. he he says that being an actor is would be easy <laughs> he says don't worry really reese easy. i'm coming on to it i've done a deep dive i've done a deep dive the man great, is going great. down i'm taking him down oh i'm not i'm not letting you do that tash i'm afraid we're not getting not, if you're going to bring he'll, it down, he'll do it himself. Yeah. He dives all over the place anyway. Um, <laughs> I was well, going to have to go down if he can't get it up. Wait. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. So says, I was a total flop, if you know what I mean. And then as if that wasn't enough, he then immediately says, I almost lost my virginity, but was beaten by the cold. So in, in case it wasn't clear before, guys, I, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't because of, my, because of my, my penis. But I have since had sex, guys. I have. And then, and then in this chapter, which is called A Failure with Women, he just... <laughs> He just lists all the women who fancy the pants off of him. <laughs> like, mm. Pages and pages and pages of how amazing and how beautiful he is. And, you know, caveat, he is beautiful. He is great. Fair enough. He's having a, he's having a wonderful life. But um, Well, he does say that he, he keeps talking about how bad he was with women as a teenager. Yeah. But not and that then, bad. He, he just failed to have sex he, once well, he, and, then, and fell in love with his teacher. 
That was it. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. And also, he, so weird. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. He gets off with his first love really easily. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, yeah. I was so bad with him as a teenager. The first person I fancied was this person, yeah. and we kissed within ten seconds. <laughs> and, of me. and we're and married, married with three <laughs> kids. It's great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he, but I mean, when I looked into him, I he, you know, that Taylor Swift lyric where she talks about Jake Gyllenhaal and she says like you'll get older, but the girls that you love stay the same age. I was very disappointed to find that he's now married to a much younger mm. woman until oh, I realised that I am exactly the same age as this woman. So Whoa. I'm coming. Uh-oh. I'm still in with a chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but not so- for long, by the sounds <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> I'm almost, almost timed out. <laughs> Wait, so has he has he since divorced Coraline? He has. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. that's in, sad. In the most French that... way possible. It all, it all <laughs> came about exactly the way you imagined it would happen. Yeah. Weirdly, I was going to yeah. say, I've written the words, this is so French, yeah. so many times. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit with his dad, so which a... is like, what does he say? Like, love is love is death or something oh, like that oh my say? god no that i'm so i'm obsessed with chapter seven i'm more obsessed with chapter sorry i'm obsessed with chapter six i'm more obsessed with chapter seven where he okay. talks about his family life because it is bonkers his family life there is a bit where he just when he like learns about Coraline, says i've fallen in love with Coraline. that i've got this exact quote here he said i i i was i remember i told my father about being in love with Coraline before i told my mother i telephoned him and told my father i was coming to speak with him I took him into the bedroom and said, Daddy, I am in love. And I told him all about her. His reaction was, David, love is a beautiful illness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he wrote on the That's... wedding card as well. I mean, <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, there are so many, so many things that are weird about that. Hi, Dad. I'm going to come over. Can you come into my bedroom? And then, Daddy, I am in love. And his first, the first words out of his mouth are, David, love is a beautiful illness. Yeah. It, it sounds so, like we've got our next correct prediction, which is the lyrics of My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Social sort of media. Ta- things Bar. that people are going to okay. scribble on pencil cases in 10 years. So like Ginola's like uh, The Simpsons, basically. When The Simpsons predicts everything, yeah. <laughs> Ginola is there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It is. You're right. There's, I think what I liked, well, what I liked about this book and it's sad that he's since um, divorced Coraline, and that makes the whole thing quite sad. But that very rarely do we get such an important uh, is is the the wife such an important part of the book? I would say that was something mm. that was very satisfying mm. about it. Yeah, it was true. like very family orientated. Mm. I mean, obviously, several bits where he was like, "I came back smelling of another woman's perfume." What can I yeah. say? I'm only, <laughs> I'm only a man, and I would call myself a male chauvinist. I think women should stay at home and, yeah. and while I go out and work. And you're yeah. like, what are the you, less said about that, bit, really? the better. Yeah. It's so it weird. Is bad. The amount he confesses, he sort of says, "Look," he basically goes, "Look, love." Yeah. If you want all the money yeah. and you want to go out with a celebrity. Yeah. That's why. And, and yeah, it all like, goes, and she's fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I provide for her, she's fine with it. Yeah. But she doesn't give a shit. But this is why he has to have written the book, right? There's no way someone can make that up and he would go, yeah, that's fine. Just put it in there. Like, this is this yeah, is, all, this is yeah. extremely Davy. Just, just contrast it, though, with a book that we read fairly recently, Ashley Cole, mm-hmm. and the way that he... In, at no point in the entire book discusses anything that he's doing, and then it came out in the most spectacular way that it mm. was going on the entire way through this book. Mm. You wouldn't get that with him. You're never no, going to pull one yeah. over. He's too, yeah, he's too I, truthful. Yeah, I took a few yes. women to the beach. He's too honest. He's too French. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried to cheat my wife, and like my he... penis wouldn't work. <laughs> 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 my floppy penis wouldn't work, but it's worked since. <laughs> yeah. It's worked since. <laughs> 
like, when he's first describing like Coraline, he's describing like this perfect. It's weird because he's kind of like we're you know we fell in love, we were teenagers, and we it was beautiful. We we were both like burst in love. Obviously, she had a boyfriend, and she eased herself out of that. And you're yeah. like, well, hang on, that's not. <laughs> yeah, that is so French. That, that is, is such a French way French. to describe yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. To be like, oh well, there was a boyfriend, but she eased her way out of it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. There's Absolutely loads of perfect. stories like that that you can imagine if he revealed at the end of it that someone in the story was being held at gunpoint, you'd be like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's like lots of stuff happens where you're like, there must be a weapon involved in this because who is just doing, volunteering all this stuff to you? And yeah, and they go, I think you're pathetic the way you're treating me. <laughs> yeah. It makes me laugh. It's like, and I was holding a gun. You'd be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Quite entirely. Well, there's, yeah, because there's another bit where like, yeah, it's just, he, he seems to admit that Coraline, well, not admit, like they have a lot of ups and downs, and then at certain points, Coraline's like, "David, please come back. I miss you." And it's like, ah, oh, this just feels a bit. Ah, oh, it all just feels a bit weird. And and yeah, I don't know. I don't know, guys. But, I'm I'm very mixed about the whole thing. Very French about the whole but, thing. But Jack, I know you missed the birth, but he. I think I, I counted that he's gone to Disneyland three or four times in the book. So think of all the trips she's getting. <laughs> think of all the trips that she's getting to both Disneyland and Disney World. So true. she's. She's she's seeing things she might never have seen otherwise. If she's stuck with her old boyfriend, I is. Um, has anyone got has anyone gone out of context? David Ginola for me, please. I do. Uh, Reese is the guest. Would you like to kick off if you have one? It's like George Graham was put on this earth just to give me a hard time. Ooh, <laughs> dramatic. That's, that's chapter one. So you know, I didn't get very far. Um, <laughs> that's the first line of the book. I haven't. I haven't got the quote written down, but he there's a bit where he quotes Tony Blair. Oh, yes. yeah. This is yeah, the yeah, where he yeah, says, yeah. like, if Tony Blair said, I am proud to be British. What a great Tony Blair quote that is, by the yeah, way. Yeah. What a, yeah. What a yeah. unique yeah. Tony Blair quote. <laughs> uh, he said, then I'm proud to be adopted, adopted British. British. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. That was, what a okay, that could be mine. twist. Or I'll give you one more just because the first one was quite crap. Um, there were just the one. It's not really a quote. But it's the fact that he is 87 kilograms. He's at his peak, really, in here. He weighs 87 kilograms. And I did some research for context. Um, I suppose a similar position in the current Spurs squad, Hungman Son, is 78 kilograms. Ooh. Karim Benzema is 81 kilograms. No way, really? Um, Rick, Ricky, Ricky Lambert was 77 when he no. was playing. Years Do you old. know and how he- livid I'd be if my like if I had colleagues if my colleagues wrote my weight in their fucking novel? I would be <laughs> livid. I, I, novel? <laughs> I thought it was a novel. No, novel. No, I, I love the idea that Tash thinks that um, David has listed all these other footballers where he fits no, in. No, no, I, yeah, I, I did this research. <laughs> that David has chosen uh, Ricky Lambert. Uh, yeah, he'll be the one I compare myself. To. I would love that though. That would be great. That would be yeah. useful. Just, just, just <laughs> to help you guys it. out. Here's some other weights. Look, I don't <laughs> yeah. know anymore. I, we read some of these books and they list that's their true. favorite service stations. Yeah, I don't know what's true bars. and what's false anymore. Yeah, chocolate true, bars, that's a popular one. Um, I've got one, if you'd like it, uh, which is, I even made Matthew Kelly's day by dancing with his mother. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's my one. Uh, Tash and Jack. Uh, Great. Uh, we earn less than you, but I still have to give you money. Ooh. Just, oh, oh, oh! Yeah, that's his parents. That's his parents. Hey, no um, context, Jack. Oh, sorry, no context. <laughs> that is the one rule. Yeah, I was exhilarated by the special aroma and would tell myself one day 
I want to have this oil on my legs as well. Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> wow. Yes, that is funny. All right. Well, oh, it's, oh, can I, wait, can I do one more? Okay, I go on. another one. Just because you've been the good. The death I fear most is not being drowned, but being eaten by a shark. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I had a shark one as well, which was, if you're eaten by a shark, you die before you have the chance to drown. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Terrifying. Such a, like a quote that you could put on like a death or like a gravestone. It's yeah, oh, no, it's, it's like a it's like a pool line for a new Jaws film. It's really um, it's really good. <laughs> um, time for a break, but we'll have more Davy Jinnala after the break as Davy goes to Hollywood and he meets a ghost, Spooky. Hello, James here, and we at Football Book Club want you. That's right, you to join something special, something exclusive. We want you to join the Football Book Club Club. The Football Book Club Club is the home of even more Football Book Club action. And now it's cheaper than ever to become a full member at just £3.50 a month. There's three tiers. By signing up to our Bookworm tier, you get an exclusive members-only episode of Football Book Club every fortnight, filling the gap between regular episodes with more book club fun and, frankly, a frighteningly deeper analysis of whatever book we're reading the episode. Plus, you get access to all the bonus episodes recorded so far. There's over 20 of them on there. Well, 20. And most excitingly, you'll get your hands on a special edition Money Can't Buy bookmark you can put inside your personal copy of Darren Huckabee's Hucks. All that for just £3.50 a month. For context, that's a tenth of the cost of a cameo message from Ian Dowie. And a cameo is what, 30 seconds? For that price, you get 10 episodes. That's three and a half hours of content. I dread to think what you have to pay to get three and a half hours of content from Ian Dowie. You'd have to remortgage your house. But I digress. And if that's still not right for you, if you really love the show, you can join the Super Bookworm tier. And if you like the show but don't want to pay that much, you can support the show for just £1 a month on the Casual Reader tier. You won't get the bonus episodes, but yes, you will get that bookmark. Head to patreon.com forward slash football book club for more details. So if you enjoy the show, please consider joining up. It really does help us to keep making the show because books don't grow on trees. They are trees, kind of. And trees are expensive. But the Football Book Club Club isn't. So join today at patreon.com forward slash football book club or by following the link in the episode notes. See you back at the clubhouse. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to Football Book Club, where we are still reading David Ginola's Le Magnifique, and we're still joined by Rhys James. Hello, Rhys. Hello. Learning a lot more about the book. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few things you've discussed that I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about, but nothing surprises me anymore about this, this man. That bit where Jinla and... goes into space, that's mad, that chapter. That really, yeah. <laughs> Jen, if you, I, I wouldn't be surprised in any way if you told me right. that he randomly goes to space for some <laughs> promo for yeah. something. Yeah. And and Neil Armstrong's there saying, David, you're the best spaceman we've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. You're, you're, you're so good yeah. at being a spaceman. Yeah, if he suddenly had beef with the fucking head of NASA for not picking him to go on the <laughs> to go on Apollo Eleven, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like it was going to be me, but then uh, yeah, I just got sent to a different space agency. Yeah. Gerard Houlier <laughs> instead. Oh my god. Oh, god. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Houlier stuff is generally quite sad. All that stuff. That's quite. It's pretty sad. I'm how he was well, how he was chucked away from the uh, how he was banished from the French team. Basically, that was very sad. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. But also, I, 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 no. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Reese, as a Spurs fan like myself, uh, did this book, mm. book bring back a lot of happy memories, or did it kind of uh, make you wake up in a cold sweat remembering the time we had Ramon Vega as centre back? It actually <laughs> made me feel um, there was a chapter I wanted to share in like Spurs WhatsApps. I mean, not a chapter, like a paragraph uh-huh. in which he he sort of rants about Spurs not spending in the transfer window, mm. not being an attractive club to come to, having no <laughs> ambition. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And it was a different <laughs> chairman as well. Yes. Um, he gets up. I liked that he got upset because no one at Spurs congratulated him for winning PFA Player of the Year. Yep. Um, it's great. It reminded me of Yaya Torre being upset about no one at City. Um, uh, the birthday cake. Wishing him happy, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah, a birthday yeah. cake. Yeah. Uh, I really also, um, I really like the story, which feels so... Daniel Levy as well. There's so much of it. It feels like it could be about Daniel Levy, but it's about Alan Sugar for the, in the most part. When he says he goes on Sugar's boat to get basically sign, um, and that's when he does the Lamborghini mm-hmm, double mm-hmm. engine to get there um, 33 minutes quicker than he would have done. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he then wants to go home or something, uh, get back on his boat to then leave. And Alan Sugar won't let him go and says he has to stay on the yacht. And says he has to stay on the yacht because he's now a Spurs player. He goes, you're ne-, Sugar says to him, you're now a Spurs player, so your welfare is important to me. Yeah. Which means, all right, so he's an asset, and if you didn't sign him, fucking drown, prick. Get out. <laughs> it's true. It's Alan, Alan Sugar basically, baby, it's cold outside, Tim. 
At the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> but do you remember that it's... shot that they set up on the boat? Oh, where yeah. he that. wants a shot to give to the sun, so he gives Jinnah oh, yeah. a bottle of tonic so that they can caption it Jin and tonic. It's oh yeah, terrible. yeah, that was very good. But also, <laughs> oh, yeah. Alan Shepard, like, why are you thinking about that? Why are you thinking? Alan Shepard would win. I the thing, the reason that like I should hate him, but he would he would win The Apprentice. He yeah. knows what he's doing. Of course, he's he he Come on, I love that for him. Uh, he's picking in his own Nick. image, and I love that. <laughs> I liked how that was presented as a joke, can I just say, where he yeah. was like, oh, I, I, your welfare is important to me. And then imagine David being like, yeah, but I'm going to go. And he's like, no, no, actually, no, seriously. You actually, are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're I now own you. Yeah, it is, it is funny how Sugar is basically a Bond villain in this, who just spends all his yeah. time on a yacht or <laughs> yeah. plays tennis with Doug Ellis. That's all he, that's all he really seems to do. Um, but I, I loved, so I loved all this. Reese, obviously, you know, as a Spurs fan of a similar age to you, uh, all the, uh, it brought back so many memories reading it um however uh, i don't want to talk about any of that uh, why well, i want to talk about something that happened long before david came to spurs uh, because i've got a dramatic reading for you so uh reese could you possibly say the words cue dramatic music sure <clears throat> cue dramatic music Ooh. in three Ooh. in three two Wow, we add it in later. It's added in later. What am I hearing there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was very good, Reese. Wow, you made it, made it your own as well. I like it. Um, Thank you. This dramatic reading is called David Ginola Raises the Dead with His School Friends. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, to witness something with. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> it's that kind of feeling with this, but. To witness something with your own eyes, no matter how strange or amazing it may seem, carries far more weight than anything you may have been told or heard confusing sentence when i was a teenager my friends and i created our own seance and it was a fascinating and spooky experience because we actually made contact with the spirit of someone's grandmother <laughs> that is such a funny start to any paragraph <laughs> really can i say because he's just been talking also about earlier like like a, a page before he's like people should be stop stop being so mean to glenn hoddle just because he likes eileen jury yes like it's not it's not that weird it's not that weird anyway i raised the dead <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just to present to you my argument once more, yep. that that is written to me exactly like a ghostwriter, which would freak him out, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is saying, <laughs> let's just call you a co-writer. But like Neil Silver is sat there going, what's the weirdest thing you did as a teenager? And he's just literally giving what seance. How did you find it? Fascinating <laughs> and spooky. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. Chat GTP. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's in. Done. <laughs> it, it was the summertime. My friends and I used to go to a club in St. Maxime where there was a huge outdoor swimming pool. In the evening, we went to the clubhouse for parties. And one night, we stayed behind after closing time because we knew the people who looked after the place. One of the boys knew how to hold a seance. So we decided what? to try. <laughs> yeah, straight in. What a sentence. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I also like how he starts off by being like, we knew, we knew the place. We, we the, the, the people, like, it was the parents who ran the place. We had stayed in the summer house. One of the boys knew how to run a seance. Like, <laughs> just, the whole thing just runs together so far. People who hold that venue be fuming when they come back and there's ghosts amok in, the, in, the, in, the, in their property. Uh, one of the boys knew how to hold seance, so we decided to try and contact the spiritual world. We sat down around a table and we all put our hands on the top of it. It was hard to concentrate at first. Again, he basically describes a seance from here. Uh, it was hard to concentrate at first because nobody believed in what we were doing and we were all laughing and joking. But after a while, we got more serious and suddenly we felt the table moving. We asked a few fr- questions and then my friend said, Grandma, if you're there, knock twice. Can I- Sorry, yep. they asked a few questions just like, like, how how are you, spirit? I just don't get how like suddenly someone was like, you know what? 
I reckon it's my grandma. <laughs> yeah, it's my... Yeah. Yeah. my grandma would say exactly that in response to this. Yeah, like those kind of questions, like the you know one giant duckling or twelve small size, the kind of things. Yeah, that's how, that's how she responds. Uh, amazing, the table lifted a couple of inches off the ground and banged down again twice. This continued as the spirit of his grandmother talked to us. I wondered if it was a trick, but it couldn't have been. Also, it would have been impossible for someone. <laughs> All right, that. so that's that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, cheers, Darren Brown. No way, no way, it was a trick. If you're wondering if this is a trick, it can't be. Good night. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, you've got me there. <laughs> also, it would have been impossible for someone to raise the heavy table with their legs and bang it down without us noticing. Oh, it was really on. scary, and I almost got straight on my bicycle and rode home. I thought about it for a long time afterwards because I hadn't believed in it and then saw the proof with my own eyes. We, just for a long time afterwards, not <laughs> kind of stopped not after forever. a while. I also love that he almost got straight on his bicycle and ran home. Like, yeah, yeah. But I stayed. Like, I stayed. I was enjoying yeah. talking to the grandma too much. We were flirting. We were always doing things to scare <laughs> ourselves, such as going to a friend's house to watch a horror movie like Halloween or Friday the 13th, and then going into the garden Movies. in the dark. Think they were just things to do as a kid. We were a crowd of all boys because we didn't think too much about girls at the time. We were, we were more interested in boys' stuff, such as playing football and having a laugh. <laughs> Yes, yeah. the boys yeah. activity. Yeah. Yeah. We have a laugh. Yeah. Fuck Football. off, girls. Yeah. <laughs> have a laugh. <laughs> Talk to your dead grand. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> go ride your bike. Woo! <laughs> yeah, they normally have a laugh. The only time it was ruined was by a woman scaring them. Exactly. True. True. Yeah. Uninvited. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uninvited. <laughs> Can I also just say that at t- t- the next thing he says is, I'm not religious, but there is something about religion that attracts me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, no. yeah it's a God complex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tash, God complex uh, mm-hmm. on that topic. God complex. Yes, yes, this man has a God complex. Boy, oh boy. Um, he's a very talented man, obviously, mm-hmm. but he does use quite a lot of the book to insinuate that he chose to be a footballer but had he have decided to do anything else he would have been professional at that as well Mm -hmm. so some of the things that he lists are singer his agent has a dream of hosting a concert where he sings alongside Pavarotti oh yeah that that was one of the weirdest bizarre weird also (laughs) he was definitely shagging his agent Oh, he yeah. one he million a percent yeah. a lot. He hey, loves it, and he dedicates wait, wait, the book to her at the beginning. I'm going to add what? a new little thing for Tasha to say in the future. Um, Go Tasha, on. There's a little word you got to use now called allegedly. One hundred percent. In my opinion, is what we're going to start adding now. He was my... definitely. Yeah. Okay. In, in, in Tasha's opinion, in Tasha's opinion, that's <laughs> what was going on. Opinion not that shared by so the podcast or its legal team. That bit is so funny because he he says, so like, oh, my agent has a great idea of like a scene with Pavarotti. Or also maybe, and, and she has this other, she's full of great ideas. She has another idea where an opera singer plays football with me. And like, that's, yeah. that's the same <laughs> <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> that's yes. the same idea twice, he's also, Chantel. <laughs> he also says he's not quite as good as Pavarotti, but maybe almost, kind of, basically. Like, mm. I know I'm not quite as good as Pavarotti, but I'm pretty yeah. much there. God complex, right? Art yeah. historian, we kind of touched on he how he connects to Monet in a spiritual way. Yeah. Yeah. Model, obviously, shot yeah. with Mary Testino. I, he's quite good at that. I did believe he was a model. Mm-hmm. Rally driver, this was a good one. Rally driver. He got all the gear, but Newcastle's insurance policy wouldn't let him do it. 
and oh, yeah. he's too so muscular. He's too muscular Wait, to yeah. go on a go kart. He, he weighs, he yeah. weighs too much, but he weighs more than the average footballer. So that's his own fault. He's <laughs> kilograms for God's sake. Oh wait, he bought all the gear. Do you mean running, going, going around the track all the time? Yeah, yeah. He he got all. He has all the gear, and he's about to go. And then they say, "Oh, sorry, mate. I thought he meant he bought a rally car. I thought he meant he bought a rally car. No, he's just walking around in the leathers, like posing in the mirror. Tired, Colin McRae. R.I.P. Probably. There's a few um, things in the book. Sorry, this is not on a career, but there's a few things in the book where he gets really angry at being blocked from doing things yeah. that are his dreams. Mm. So there's one where he wants to play an Alex Ferguson's testimonial or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> with like all the class of 92 legends. And he basically says a sentence along the lines of like, I think I've written here. I guess he thought, I guess George Graham thought a third round Worthington Cup fixture against crew was more important. You're like, what? Well, yeah, your actual job. <laughs> your, your actual job. <laughs> But I wanted to piss around with my friends. So but I wanted to play in the park with my mates. And also, he only wants to go there basically to get a transfer to Man United. That's yeah. the only yeah. reason he wants to do that to curry favour with Foot Sarabi. It would be insane for George Graham to have let yeah. him do it. Yeah, it yeah, would of be course. so yeah, weird. On a Spurs match night. Imagine if now James Madison <laughs> doesn't play in a Spurs match because he's off playing in a charity. He's, he's done soccer aid instead <laughs> yeah. on the same day as Spurs play the FA Cup final. But he, he does. You're right. He does do that a lot. Where he's like, it was so unreasonable that Newcastle didn't just want me to move to Barcelona. I wanted to move to Barcelona, and they wouldn't let me. It was so yeah, unfair. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how this works. Yeah. Obviously, why would they? It's very why? true. <laughs> yeah, and that one that you just said was about can I go around? Can I go around a racetrack? Yeah, as fast want, as possible. As fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a rally car. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> But my favourite one of these, which we did touch on earlier, Mm. was about how he says, if I wanted to be an actor, I could have a go. But if they wanted to be a footballer, they couldn't just suddenly become one, right? Yeah. So I loved it. However, there is currently a writer's strike on and recently the actors joined it. And I feel like they've joined in solidarity with me. I'm going to stand up for them in this matter of actors versus David Ginola. So I wanted to have a look at... How he got on with his acting career because this oh. book came out in 2000, right? Yeah, and he's gorgeous, privileged, hunky, rich man with loads of connections. He should have been really easy for him to be amazing, right? Well, 2000, this book came out in 2003, started very strongly, went to RADA. Went to RADA, yeah, yeah. Like part-time or something he was doing classes, right? It doesn't say anywhere how long he went for. It Mm. says he did a course at RADA. Mm -mm. Don't know if that was a day, a summer school, Mm -hmm. a year, whatever. But he went to RADA. Then in 2004, he was in a short film called Ross Beef. (laughs) It is described as a tale of love, lust, and a kilo of sausages. Oh my god, sounds good. So obviously, Does he played a kilo of sausage. Yeah. I found it online. <laughs> I had to watch it. I watched oh my god, it. have you seen it? I watched it, and it premiered at Cannes, and it won like an award at some food festival. It's like imagine well, it, it bombed at Cannes, but it really. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is the highlight. Some of the best so I'm letting pictures him have it. of food I've ever seen. <laughs> It was gross. It was absolutely gross. It was absolutely drivel, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sausages what? did look great, and he also looked great in it, so fine. Yeah. Then he was in a movie that absolutely flopped called The Last Drop. And I, I when I was mm. looking him up, 
he has a wine company in Provence that does pretty well. So I'm thinking the last drop is going to be about wine, mm-hmm. not about wine. It's like an Amdram version of Oppenheimer. Oh. It is a war film. Yeah. And I can say this because I watched Oppenheimer and then I came yeah. home and I watched this and <laughs> it was quite that's, a That's the real bar. Yeah, that's yeah. the bar yeah. that they yeah. don't talk about. Yeah. But he plays this guy called Corporal Matt. Droppenheimer. Sort of I was about to say last Oppenheimer. Sorry. And he stands about sort of like grunting a lot up against Billy Zane. And I'm not convinced Billy Zane's in it. it wasn't supposed to be. Billy Zane is in it. Wow. And it's like a sort of Oppenheimer soft porn vibe going on. It's a bit bomb. So he invented, wow, wow, Oppen- he invented the porn version of Oppenheimer. Yep. Yeah. yeah another, he stands another there. He stands there with this big gun. He's a sniper. And yeah. every time he like shoots it, he sort of thrusts like this. It's oh. really weird. It's really oh, weird. And, uh, but funnily where did you enough, find this film, Tash. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to avoid it. <laughs> but funnily enough, this was kind of the start of the demise of his acting career because then he went in to be in At Home with the Braithwaite. I was going to say, I love that show. Yeah. One of my favourite shows of all time. Yeah. But you know, he cameoed in At Home with the Braithwaite. Right. Then the inevitable happened. The downfall of our industry. Porn. Reality TV came oh, in. The other one. Not Sorry. porn, James. Sorry. Come on. Give them some he's, credit. He's already done porn. TV. We've been over that. <laughs> <laughs> so then he was he presented the National Lottery for a bit. Then he did an episode of Coach Trip where he took them around France. Oh yeah. Then he had his then he cut his son's car up in Chop Shop. <laughs> Chopping on. <laughs> <Yeah. Yay. laughs> Then he went on Dancing with the Stars French edition, where his yeah. first dance was to Waka Waka. I knew you'd like that, James. Oh, you that is that good. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was kicked out in the sixth week, and then he came forth on I'm a Celeb. So what I would like to say is I reckon an actor could do a better job at playing football than he did at being Whoa. an actor. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. Depends <laughs> what actor, though. Like If you say, like, Sir Ben Kingsley nowadays. <laughs> he's got, he's... Uh, okay, okay. Killian Murphy was a better footballer, I reckon. Interesting. Then mm. He or, was an Oppenheimer. Yeah, or Gerard Butler. He's quite a good footballer, isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah well, the Noel Socrates the people, isn't it? <laughs> Noel Fielding, that famous Hollywood actor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a so there football. you go. That yeah. was that was yeah, today's it's research. weird, isn't it? Because also, doesn't he... Oh, I, what I remember from him talking about wanting to be an actor and saying how easy it could be is the next sentence is... He sort of says, like, I think it'd be really easy to be an actor. And then he says... I'd only want to play parts that are really similar to me. Well, that's not, so, so it's not acting. So what are you talking, you just want to be yourself in a bunch of, you want to cameo as yourself, like Eric Cantona did, as you, in a bunch of things. Hey, um, he was in Elizabeth. True. But then, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that's true. Then the next thing he says, though, is that he really wants to be in Dances with Wolves. <laughs> was, oh, yeah. he, he, loves, he loves Kevin Costner. Matches him a he lot. Yeah. He, he says at one point, like, um, oh, this was such a peaceful journey. I loved it so much. It was so nice to be out on the beach. It was so beautiful. The sea was just completely a wonderful expanse. It was like the movie Waterworld. <laughs> that is not the plot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very much not. There's also another bit where he's like, I love fans. Oh, there's such a great um there's this film called <gasps> The Fan. It's so it's such a great film about fans. And you're like, that's a film about Robert De Niro being an obsessive. It's so yeah. Yeah, it's Don't so weird. Really that bit. He doesn't understand films. He loves films, but he doesn't understand them. Yeah, just, yeah a remarkable man. But he could be in them if he was in. He more, could be in them. He would understand. Would them you better. rather? Would you rather watch a film with him or Michael Owen? Oh, I'd him. love to watch Michael Owen. 
Michael Owen. I'd be fascinated to do anything fascin- with Michael Owen, yeah. but especially James, something James you can't do. James made us read three three books on Michael Owen. Hey, four, and four so we've Tash. you did four it. Books. You did it all willingly. You did it all willingly. I didn't force anyone to read Michael <laughs> so Owen. So we know books. a lot about his relationship. Now with there's movies. yeah. Now there's a man who's not saying anything's like a film. Whenever <laughs> he's describing things. <laughs> oh, there's a beautiful expanse of uh, water. It was like the sea. <laughs> My name is Michael Owen, and I refuse to like, imagine anything. Hey, I will not imagine anything else. <laughs> It, Good God. He, but what, what would you do then? Okay, you mentioned the actor strike. What would you do if in like a year's time, loads of stuff comes out and he's in all of it? Because he's suddenly, <laughs> he's a scam. Yeah. He's a scam. Now's my chance. <laughs> he's, he's been zazzlaving everyone. He's been engineering the, the right to strike. No, he's French. Strike. That man loves the union. Yeah, yeah he'll be striking. That, that is very true. true. And that is the kind of like broad stroke that we like to end the episode with. <laughs> Say <laughs> that is perfect because he reached the end of the book, uh, and the book ends just as insanely as you'd expect. Um, he kind of there's a bit where he had a, a management and me chapter. It's called which is just madness, where he uh, talks about what he'd do as a manager. It's very basic stuff like um, oh, I'd, I'd start from defence, then uh, build it by a good team, and then by the end of the chapter, he said there'd be a Christmas tree up every year. Um, I'd need fifty million pounds to build a successful team. And if they don't give that to me, I'll say, well, I'll get you in the Champions League. It's fine. I've been doing this. He's having an argument with himself about <laughs> an imaginary transfer budget for a team he doesn't manage. It's also, <laughs> he, he's, he's predicting Leeds United's demise as yeah, well. Yeah, he basically is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, it's, God, he's a soothsayer. Um, and then uh, that's the basis of the book. But uh, did this book change you? Reese? did the seven chapters you read of Davis Schindler's book change you forever? I think it did, actually. Nice. It, um, what, what's the opposite of something putting a spring in your step? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Debbie in your downer. <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. I just was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I found it. I was like feeling a lot of train journeys when I was reading it. Yep. And I was like, well, train journeys are shit. So this could only improve them. And it was making me, it was just so slow to read because I had to text six people every <laughs> sentence I read. We had to take, keep taking pictures and cropping them to say, look at this fucking maniac. Um <laughs> But I think it did. I don't think I want to do podcasts anymore. Oh. Uh, no, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. That is the service that we provide, legitimately. We make people hate no, podcasts I just was and like, books. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Reading's not for me. Um, but since then, I've read some books by adults and they've been pretty good. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and I don't know, to be honest, but... Um, what a fucking learning curve it was. I could just, every line of it is shocking. I do actually genuinely recommend it, weirdly, yeah. despite everything I've said. Yeah. I, it's, as an experience, I recommend the <laughs> David Jindler reading you've experience. You've exactly the, the Football Book Club experience, yep. I would say, which is hating the right. book, but then needing to talk about it for the rest of your life. Yeah, you yeah. Sort of you've got to go to through it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, it's like a ritual. You've got to do it. And well, exactly. I'm so glad you did. Um, what are you giving it out of 10, though, Reese? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one. What? Oh! <laughs> I'm gonna go one. Yeah, oh, I was annoyed. Out. Do was, it. Right. I was so angry at the 4.2 stars on Amazon that I'm bringing the average down <laughs> as down as possible. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally wreck that, and I'm giving it a ten. I'm giving it a perfect oh, yeah. ten. What? The, the perfect. I would have given it whatever we said because this is my favorite book we've ever read on the show, and I know. Are like, you mad? No, he's, it's he's, by a mile my favorite book I've ever read on it. It's so fun. It's just perfect. Ten. <laughs> Jack and Tash. What's your thoughts? Oh, Jesus. 
I found it really annoying and it was embarrassing reading it in public because his stupid green <laughs> eyes were so noticeable. Yeah. yeah. So I'm giving it a four. Okay. That's a, that's a, that leaves it. Had, I like the justified picture it for section. a good reason. Yeah. The pictures are good. The one with Kate Moss. Mm-hmm. Nice picture with Kate the Moss. The one with Kate Moss. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah to be fair, I didn't get to that. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, it might have ended up being a two or a three. Exactly. <laughs> Let's have a look now. Um, Jack, I'm going to go four as well for that what? specific reason. There was a couple of. It, is... It's a terror. It's a terrible book. No, it isn't. It is. but this isn't. This is it's, so unfair. It's very. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> it's so it's entertaining. It's so. It's so much I, better than no, but pretty it... much every book we've ever read. It's dreadful. It's really bad. <laughs> Your it, brain has been mushed by this. Podcast. No, James. that true. was a terrible. I, I'd book. say that literally the reason I'm giving it four is because at one point he mentions being the the perfect example of a healthy body and mind in the Millennium Dome experience. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that is the most two thousands thing I've ever heard. That is I, like it it, it. it like summons something within me. Therefore, I have to give it four. That is that is that is funny. Um, my reality has been shattered by the fact I was so sure everyone would agree with me, and uh, <laughs> no, never mind. Clearly, uh, I, I maybe I do have something wrong with me now. I have read so many. Um, I just as as someone who has to receive reviews about my own work, I can't sit here and see it given four point two on Amazon. It's and only ten out of ten by you. It's only because you know that um, David Jindler would be a great stand-up, Bruce, and uh, you know that's what? what you're worried it, about. He would be. Uh, he would be in the sort of Mark Silcox mold of things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it real? Yeah, is it yeah, not? Yeah. Is it a character? <laughs> he would be sort of straddling that line perfectly. I agree. I agree. Well, you got four point seven five overall, uh, which is four. I think the same as Asimojian, and uh, yeah. I feel bad for Asimo. Yeah, that's next one for your reading list. Uh, Reese, there you go. Asimo Gian's book. Legendary. Um, yeah, that's what, generally what it's called. Awful. Love it. Awful. Is it, oh, is it actually? Generally it called is. that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Legian Doppenheimer. Wow. Uh, I, I would often <laughs> say the best word of the book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, time for the quiz. This week, you're named after things David was the face of. Uh, Reese, your L'Oreal. <laughs> Tash, your Carte Noir coffee. And Jack, your Landmines. Anyway. <laughs> Hang on, hang on a second, hang on. Uh, call it out when, um, when you get, uh, when, if you know the answer. Okay, question one. Who seems to be David Inler's only friend at Spurs? Oh. L'Oreal. Yes. Was I L'Oreal? You, Is that what we do? Are, we call that That's correct, that's correct. Chris Armstrong? No, I don't think so. I don't remember his views on Chris Armstrong. It, he mentions Chris Armstrong in the book, but it might be in a negative He, he mentions Chris Armstrong <laughs> because he's... He's like, everyone was Getting so abused. mean to Chris Armstrong. Oh, abused. yeah, that is it. Yeah, and he did get nasty abuse. Um, anyone else? I'll oh. give you a clue. Played the same position as him, which surprised me that he liked him. Probably because he kept him out the team really easily. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Very small I... man. I want to say <laughs> it's, it's Jose Dominguez. Reese, you got oh, it. You got it. It was Jose L'Oreal as the point. Oh, Come on. RJ, one. <laughs> um, what is David's favourite poem? Oh, oh, Carte Noir coffee. Yep. Is it that one out of that film? You are correct. Yeah. It is uh, a poem. Robert De Niro. I was yeah. a fan. The Robert Rob- De Niro one. Yeah. Reads oh, in the film. Yeah. Oh, Very. I good. forgot that was a poem. I. Oh my god! I forgot that was a poem because it's such. It's such terrible rhyming. It's the worst. Yeah. The worst oh my god! I got a point. I know. I was going to oh, say. Tash, I never is... get points. Yeah. This is... <laughs> wow. What's going on? <laughs> Um, he brings out the best in people yeah he really does yeah <laughs> I'm losing my mind but sort of for one year and then he <laughs> let's not let Jack get a point don't let Jack get a point he always wins these um, which two bull people are his son's heroes there's two oh, points available uh, L'Oreal uh, L'Oreal got in there first I'm afraid okay. Landmines 
Oh, I can only remember one of them. Andre Agassi. It's correct. Oh, I'll give you the chance to get two. Um, it's not going to be Zidane because he wouldn't slag off Zidane. But you're, and he says, why does he like these guys? These are these are bald pricks, yeah. basically. They're so bald. <laughs> Uh, I don't know Bruce Willis not correct I'm no, afraid Cart Noir Coffee yep the only late 90s bold man I can think of is the man from the Crystal Maze him oh, Richard, Richard O'Brien, O'Brien. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His <laughs> him. kind of kind of like straddle that weird like kind of l- l- low pop culture uh, football thing yeah. Yeah. going on but it's not it's Fabian Bartes is the answer uh, to that. whereas Ginola's hero is oh Oh, uh, Platini. Mm. Landmines, Platini. That might be true, but he actually says someone else straight after this, so no. It's not... Ah, uh, is it even in the sport world? It's in the sport world. Is it in the... Yeah. Oh, uh, Michael Jordan. I was going to say that yeah. Monet. So you got it, yeah. Oh, Land- yeah, Landmines Michael got a point. It, it I was Michael I, Jordan. Another bald man, I... despite yeah. um, saying how annoyed he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, not very L'Oreal of him, is it? And finally, what extremely French thing does David have thrown at him by Marseille fans while playing for PSG? <laughs> Mm, carte noir coffee yeah yeah sounds about Brie. right <laughs> both, both, both incorrect sadly yeah uh, l'oreal yeah onions no not quite <laughs> God, it's to hate crime this, this episode just... <laughs> <laughs> to be really racist yeah uh, also practical mines. to throw more thought that's true than just racist that is La- true landmines yeah uh, is it croissant no no <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it's, intentionally it's striking. Racist. It's striking. No, it's not. Um, it is. Uh, what, what do you think it is? Any other guess? Uh, garlic. No. Okay. We're we gonna just go That's through. Them. It's a corkscrew. French. It's a corkscrew. Oh, it's a corkscrew. French. I know. But hey, wine. That's quite malicious. That's true. And, and yeah, also scary. That's what he says. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who won? Reese, you read a third of the book and you won the quiz. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> Well done, Come on. L'Oreal. This is the message for all children listening. Don't <laughs> revise. <laughs> I, I think that's a message for us in the sense that all those questions came from the first third of the book. Hey, yeah, hey, well, uh, yeah I wrote the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ken Zong has been sent more requests. You won't know who that is, Reese, but he is a man who I know uh, who writes football chants every single week about different players. He's been sent it's some requests. James. Uh, he doesn't exist. I've never me. met him. He Jack's met him. Exist. Jack's met him. Sure, um, I've met him. Uh, he's Ken Zong in the room now. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it turns out Reese is Ken Zong. <laughs> um, Reese, uh, so Ken gets sent requests every single week, but he wanted to do one for you this week. Um, he knew a big Spurs fan was coming on, so he wrote the following about a Spurs legend for you to the tune of the Ramones, I Want to Be Sedated. And this is the bit where I have to sing, Reese. <laughs> If I can remember how the tune goes. 20, 20, 24 minutes to go. We want to see Sean Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do. We just need a girl. We want to see Sean Davis. Just get him out. The- <laughs> just get him out the dugout. Put him on the pitch. Hurry, hurry, hurry. It's time to make the switch. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> There's more. He's hungry for the ball. You know he's got the itch. I can't remember how it ends. 
uh, 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 uh. Is that how it ends? They all sound the same, the Ramones songs. <laughs> that is it. I love we want to see that, Sean Davis. <laughs> Thank you. That's the best one of that because the footballer's name came so early and there was so much more to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I... just such a madly niche. I mean, like, oh yeah, it di- didn't even play enough games for the chart to be used. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Even oh. if we'd like got it on the forums on day one, nope. like, there'd be like what ten opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> and only if it's twenty-four minutes left of the match, only on yes, the sixty-six yeah. minute mark can it happen. Yeah. He needs to be on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's sixty-six minutes. Oh played, fuck! Yeah. He's starting again. We can't do our chart. Ah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Great. We've got yeah. the perfect chart for a very specific set of circumstances. <laughs> Yeah, that's Ken. Uh, that's all for this week's episode, but we'll be back in a fortnight. If you can't wait that long, join the Book Club Club on Patreon. Bookworm members of the club get a brand new exclusive bonus chapter episode every other week where we chat even more about the book. It's 350 to join. Please do uh, head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. In the meantime, do get in touch with us at Footy Book Club Instagram. Sorry, I guess I'm caught my throat. Uh, in the meantime, do get in touch with us at Footy Book Club Instagram at Football Book Club. Send us your thoughts, your footballer author puns, your Ken Zong requests. Thanks, everyone, and thank you, especially Reese. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Did you have thank a good you so time much for having me? Despite the you know, misery. <laughs> oh, I had a lovely time. So glad I got to do this so that I could get all those thoughts off my chest. Yep. Otherwise, I did just read the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, some of the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything to plug, Reese? Uh, I've got a football pod- comedy football podcast called Fit and Proper. People come on and they're hypothetical new owners of a football club and they can do what they like to it to change it. It's not taken very seriously. Um, go and listen to that. Do. It's a great podcast. <laughs> um, absolutely go listen to that. Thank you again for coming on, guys. Any last words? <laughs> Bye. I literally can't. <laughs> I can't think of any this time. Yeah. <laughs> Sharks. Sharks. There you go. Sharks. Sharks. Done. Sharks, the last word. I will press stop. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Frisco, and Reese James. It was created and produced by James Bug. Thanks to David for writing the book, but where are they now? Well, after Aston Villa, David went on to play for one more team, Everton, before retiring in 2002. Sadly, he's so far yet to establish a career as an actor, opera singer or rally driver, but did try to become president of FIFA. Spoiler, he didn't win. George Graham left Spurs in 2001 and never returned to management, possibly due to the trauma of managing David Ginola. Alan Sugar left his yacht briefly to make 17 series of The Apprentice. The album Willennium by Will Smith sold over 4 million copies and featured the international mega-hit Wild Wild West. David argues he could rap better. And the old lady David and his friends raised from the dead is still running around haunting that restaurant in the south of France, generally ruining everyone dining experience. The theme music fills behind the work of Silent Partner and is used in a Creative Commons 4.0 basis. We'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 